I've spent last week, this week, and then next week just sharing a little bit about uh, some of the things that God has shown me over the six months of sabbatical last week. We talked about the importance of trusting God. Out of all things, you know, the wise thing that we can do is to trust God with our lives. And uh, today, I want to share a little bit more about some of the things that I've learned, and it's going to be around this word, thanksgiving. Can we all say thanksgiving? The word thanksgiving is defined, I love the dictionary, it's my second favorite book in the world, first being the Bible, gratitude or recognition in response to someone acting kind or generous way. Thanksgiving is a response, and you need to remember this, right? So what's gratitude mean then? Gratitude is defined as the quality of being thankful, readiness to show appreciation for and to return kindness. Someone has done something for you, and when we recognize that kindness and express or acknowledge our appreciation, that's what thanksgiving is. And I thought about this definition, and I realized that I might have even thought a bit differently to what the word thanksgiving is. Thanksgiving is a response. It's actually not a proactive action. You can't actually be thankful for something that has not happened. Thanksgiving is a response to something that has happened to you. You know, over the six months of while I was resting and, and reflecting on the last 10 years of our church, oh man, the word thanksgiving just kept coming over and over again because I was thinking about all the things that had happened to the church and to me and as a response, it led to thanksgiving. As Christians, as believers of Jesus Christ, we are called to live a life of thanksgiving. You know, in the Bible, thanksgiving or the idea of gratitude appears over 200 times. And so I want to do Thanksgiving 101. Go through some of the basics of what the Bible has to say about thanksgiving. So question one is this. Who should we give thanks to? Right? If thanksgiving is a response to a kind act that you have received, then the question is, who was kind to you that you should repay them? Well, the first answer is this. God. We give thanks to God for all that He has done for us. Psalm 106 verse 1. Praise the Lord. Give thanks to the Lord for He is good. His love endures forever. Psalm 9, 1 and 2. I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart. I will recount all of your wonderful deeds. I will be glad and exult in you. I will sing praise to your name, O Most High. The first person that we give thanks to is God because of what He has done for us. As Christians, if we truly believe what the Bible says, 
if we truly believe that the Bible is the truth, and we think about what God has done for us in that story, and it goes on and on and on, right? Then, if we, if we understand that, then our response must be thanksgiving for who God is and what He's done for us. And I'm going to come back to this point uh, at the end, so just remember that. Secondly, we give thanks to each other. You know, God created us not to live as silo by ourselves individually, but God placed us within family, within relationships, within friendships, and in our context, within the church community to thank, uh, to help each other, to support each other. And our response to that is thanksgiving. The Apostle Paul, who wrote uh, most of the New Testament, He's writing to these different churches that he's done ministry in, and he's just expressing thanksgiving towards them. Uh, one example, Ephesians 1.16, I have not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. We know Paul worked alongside these churches, and by giving thanks, it was his way of acknowledging the kindness that he had received and saying thank you in return. There is not a single person in this room that is not important to this community. And you might be thinking, well, you know, it's my first day here. You know what? Welcome. But you're important. There is, we, we could spend all day going, well, I'm thankful to this person. I'm thankful to this person. The list just goes on and on. So we give thanks to God and we think we give thanks to each other. Uh, question two, why do we give thanks what does the Bible say about that? There's four things that the Scripture says. Number one, it's actually our purpose in life. Our purpose in life is to live a life of thanksgiving. Uh, 1 Thessalonians 5.18, give thanks in all circumstances for what? This is the will, right, which is another word for plan of God in Christ Jesus for you. It is the will of God. It is the purpose of God that you would give thanks that you would live a life of thanksgiving, that you would recognize the goodness that God has given to us and those around you have given to you. That's God's plan for you. It's our purpose to recognize and acknowledge God for what He has done and to acknowledge those around us who have been there for us. Secondly, uh, it's not only our purpose, but it gives us perspective. Psalm 118.24, This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. When we give thanks, when we live a life of thanksgiving, it allows us to take a moment to pause from all the busyness and all the craziness and all the chaos in our lives, to take a moment to pause and acknowledge that, wow, there's a lot more going on around me. When we give thanks, it gives us a greater perspective outside of just me. But you know what? The opposite is also true. When we are not thankful, when we don't recognize the people around us, we become self-centered and narrow-sighted in the life that we live. That's why giving thanks gives us perspective, because it allows us to take a step back and see a bigger picture. Firstly, with God, remembering that God exists in our lives and everything that He's done. And secondly, the people around us. It, takes, it allows us to take a step back and remember that this is God's world and not ours. That's why when the verse says, this is the day that the Lord has made. Man, 
How crazy is that? Right? Just a, 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 just a reminder that actually this morning that I woke up, the breath that I'm breathing, the clothes that I wear, the car that I came in, all came from God. Gives us perspective. Thirdly, it gives us hope. 1 Corinthians 15, 57. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. When we give thanks, when we understand that it is our purpose and it gives us perspective, it also gives us hope because it reminds us that it's not just about today. It's not just about what you're going through today. Genesis 1.1, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. When we go to the end of the scriptures, in Revelation, it says, you know what? One day the, the physical world will end, but God will remain. It's a reminder that we're not in control, but God is. And because God is, it gives us hope amongst whatever we're going through. Fourthly, it honors God and it honors others. Psalm 95, 2, let us come into his presence with thanksgiving. Let us make a joyful noise to him with songs of praise. When we are thankful, not only do we recognize and acknowledge the kindness of God and others around us, but it's an opportunity to honor God and honor those around us. Remember, giving thanks is a response. So when we say, thank you, God, not only are we saying thank you to what God has done for us, but we're actually acknowledging, God, you're amazing. When we say thank you to each other, you know, it's not just about, hey, thanks for doing this for me, but it's actually taking a moment to honor the person. It honors God and it honors others. So that's why we give thanks Question three, when do we give thanks? 1 Thessalonians 5.18. This is all scripture, right? Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Scripture is very clear. Give thanks in all circumstances. You know, when life is good, when life is great, it's easy to give thanks. Right? Because you're so like, life's fantastic. You know, I feel great. Thank you, and thank you, and thank you. But what about when life is not great? What about when life is hard? Sometimes we forget, and we become so narrow, and we become so selfish that all we can see is our suffering. And we forget the bigger picture that is of God and that is each other. But you know, when life is good, you can also be distracted. When life is good, we can be distracted about how good life is. And sometimes we become entitled. I, I deserve this. I deserve this promotion. I deserve this lifestyle. I deserve this comfort because of what I've done. And when we do that, we actually, once again, we forget to give thanks. We forget to acknowledge that actually it came from God and actually came from the help and support of each other. So it's funny, right? We're, we're so forgetful. And I, I forgot to start with this. But I was, 
I was sleeping last night. I wasn't sleeping last night. I was trying to sleep last night. And I was like, man, Steve, you are so ungrateful. (laughs) And knowing that I had to preach this message on Thanksgiving today, I want to tell you that as I'm preaching to you, I'm preaching to myself. Okay? I'm really preaching to myself because I'm, you know, how, how like short-sighted are we? When life's good, we think that we earned it and deserved it. When life's hard, we just forget, right? How silly we are. But Scripture says, give thanks in all circumstances. You know, even when life's really hard. And it sounds ironic that we acknowledge God in circumstances of suffering and hardship, but actually Scripture says over and over that even during these times, we need to actually go to God and give Him thanks. Philippians 4, 6, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Why? Why do we need to give thanks during times of hardship? Because it's a recognition once again that we are not in control that you are not in control of your life and it's a way to acknowledge that it is God that is in control and that we trust Him. We trust Him in the process. We trust Him in the journey and we trust Him in the result. Even when life is hard, giving thanks to God puts our faith and trust into His hands and not my own. When do we give thanks? In all circumstances. Finally, how do we give thanks? Uh, Three ways we can give thanks to God, what Scripture says, A, through our lives, Colossians 3.17, whatever you do in deed or word, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. Our whole lives should be a, listen, a posture of thanks, Meaning, meaning that you should always be ready to give thanks. Doesn't matter what's happening. Doesn't matter what's happening around you, whatever circumstance, you have got to be ready to be thankful, to live a life of gratitude towards God and towards others. Whatever you do in word or deed, do it for Jesus, giving thanks to God. It's an attitude of thanksgiving. I'm sure someone's made this up, so I'm not going to say that it, I made this up, but I did think about it. You know, gratitude is all about attitude. You like that one? Hey, hey, you can tweet that. That's fine. I'll let you do it. I don't know. I didn't make it up. Attitude and gratitude. So we can give thanks through our lives. Secondly, we can give thanks through our prayers. That verse in Philippians, right? Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. You can take your thanks to God. Verbally acknowledge our God and thank Him. One of the key components when we pray, when we talk to God, is to acknowledge God, is to say thank you to God. Intentional words that express our thanks and gratitude. Thirdly, how do we express our thanks? Through our songs. For those that love karaoke, say amen. Okay, some of you, that's cool. Ephesians 5, 19 and 20, Instead, be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God, the Father, for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Do you know why? Do you know why we start every service with singing? It's not because, it's not the warm-up. 
okay? It's not stretching before you go and do some sets, okay? I don't even know what that means. It's, that's, that's all theory to me, okay? Supposedly, you have to stretch before you walk, like you do sets, and then you, after, you have to stretch after. I just don't understand why. It's just waste of energy. <laughs> do you know why we sing? Because it's a way for us to give thanks to God. Can I tell you, and, and Pastor James, he's, he's the nicest pastor ever, right? Wouldn't hurt a fly, right? And, you know, I reckon I could go back to each of his sermons, and they're like the nicest sermons ever, right? Okay, but I'm back. <laughs> right, so I'm just going to say it as it is, right? Come on, time. Why? It's not because I'm insecure. Look, I don't sit there going, please, Lord. Please make sure he comes today. Make sure he comes today. Make sure she... It's not that. You think I'm missing out when you don't come at 10.30? You miss out. You miss out the opportunity to worship God and acknowledge and give thanks to him in song. You know what the beauty is? There's so many of us, you don't even have to be good at singing. Amen. <laughs> You know how honored God feels? Not only when we say, God, thank you, but when we sing it. There's a, there's a series out on Netflix called Beef. My cousin, Steve. <laughs> we're cousins. You know, just in some way, we're cousins. And there's a moment where he's going through the, you know, the dumps and he turns up to this church. And I was like, kind of looks similar to our church, right? The praise leaders were like really charismatic, good looking, like Andy, you know. But then later, like his life goes derailed, and I was like, no, 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 that's not Andy, you know. We'll pray against that, you know, you know. And there's a moment where he turns up to church after a long time and they're singing this song, and it's a song that we've been singing, and it was like, oh, need to be freaky. And he's there, and, and he's just allowing God to come and enter him. And give him perspective. And he's overwhelmed by emotion and he just starts crying. And you know, and I was watching that scene and, and I was like, man, when's the last time that was me? Like when's the last time I was so thankful to God just to be breathing and alive that it brought me to tears? Like have we become, have we taken God for granted that much that actually like, being alive is just entitlement? And I think we have. I think we started treating God like a friend, like a friend that you hang out with, you know, when you feel like it. We started treating God like a vending machine, like, you know, I'll go to him when I'm hungry. Oh, thank you so much for what you give me. But, you know, if I'm not hungry, I don't need to go. Actually, the level of your thanksgiving has everything to do with how you view how big God is. The bigger you think God is, the more thanksgiving or the more you give thanks to Him. 
But if you don't think God's that big, or if you don't live a life of thanksgiving, then most likely the God that you think that you worship is actually very small. When we do not live a life of thanksgiving, we become narrow-minded, arrogant, and depressed because we think we have to do everything in our lives and that because we control everything, the good and the bad is about me. But when we live a life of thanksgiving, when we acknowledge God for what God has done and when we acknowledge the people around us for what they have done, this brings us great perspective which then brings us great hope and joy in our lives. In the fifth month of my sabbatical, in March, uh, my wife, uh, smart or silly, don't know, don't know what it was, said to me, or at the beginning, she said, you know what, Steve, I'm going to give you three weeks off. You can go and just... No kids, no wife, no anything for three weeks. And I was like, thank you, Lord. <laughs> anyway, in the fifth month, I took those three weeks. And being a good son, I took my parents and we went to Europe. We went to London, went to Spain, went to Portugal, went to France. I know it sounds extravagant, right? And I'll tell you more about it this Friday if you want to know more. And so we had this big plan to travel with my parents who are old. My sister lives in London. And then we're getting ready because uh, you can't just fly to London like tomorrow, right? There are things you just need to get ready, especially when you're traveling with elderly parents. Ten, ten days before we're meant to fly, my mother became increasingly sick. She was sick, and but... but it just kept getting worse and worse. And 10 days before we were meant to fly, she got to a place where it was like, okay, I need to take you into hospital. So I drove her into emergency. And at that point, looking at my mum, there was no way we were going to travel. There was no way she was going to do, you know, 24-hour flights. There was no way she was going to make it in Europe. And then we went on this roller coaster in the hospital. What's wrong with her? And so we get to the hospital, they do all these tests, and they realize that, you know, all these levels are low, so they start pumping her with stuff. And then, you know, day by day, she's just getting better. And then I was like, hmm, maybe we are going. She's looking a bit better. Day three, I think it was about day four, looking at mom, I was like, hmm, maybe we'll be able to go. And then the final test result came back. And they say she had a cyst in her brain that was pushing on stuff in your brain. And so all this hope of like, oh, she's getting better. Okay, yeah, cool. We're going to go. We're going to go. going to go. And then just came crashing down again. How can we go? She might need surgery, right? It was crazy. Just the, the, the emotional roller coaster. Literally, I was like, am I going? Am I not going? Does mum need surgery? What's going on? It was literally day to day. Three days later, two days later, they did some more tests. And the neuro doctor, the, the brain doctor goes, you know what? 
you can fly. You don't need surgery. We'll manage it with medicine, okay? Take, make sure you take, you know, blah, 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 blah. But you know what? You're clear to fly. Day, that's day seven. So she comes out of the hospital on Thursday night, and then on that Monday, we fly. I'll show you a photo of my mum. This is my mum. That's the Louvre Museum for those uncultured people. <laughs> I was like, what is the triangle doing there? Okay, that is not Egypt. That is not a pyramid of Egypt, okay? That's my mum. Now, I share this story with you because I want to ask you a question. Right? At what point in this story should I have been giving thanks? At what point in this story should I have been giving thanks? The, you know, the, the natural would be that last moment. Your mum is cleared to fly. Praise the Lord. We don't have to burn thousands of dollars in flights and hotels, right? Praise the Lord that, you know, she doesn't need surgery on, on her brain, you know? Or was it when she was getting better in the hospital, when all the levels were getting better, she was looking better? When was it? When was it that I should have been giving thanks? According to Scripture, according to Scripture, I should have been giving thanks at every single moment. Even the moment when I'm driving my mum into hospital, my heart should have been giving thanks to God. And you know what? I'm going to be honest. It's not, that's not what I was doing. I'd love to tell you that I, was, I lived this life of you know, giving thanks also because I'm not. I tell you, I'm preaching to myself. When I'm driving my mum to hospital, I'm, not, I'm like, praise the Lord, God, thank you so much. You know? But you know what? Now that I look back, there were so many things that I could have praised God for. Right? God, thank you that we have a hospital. Thank you for the doctors and nurses. Thank you that I have a car that I can drive my mum to. Right? Now I look back and go, thank you, God, that if I hadn't taken her to hospital, then we wouldn't have found the cyst in her brain, and that who knows? Then we really wouldn't have been able to travel. Right? I think that's the question that we need to ask ourselves today. At what point in your life should you be giving thanks to God? At what point in your life should you be giving thanks for the people around you when things are good? When you're on the mountain? Or when you're in the valley? When life's hard? The answer is all of the above. We give thanks to God for who He is and what He's done for us. Regardless of what tomorrow has planned for us. Regardless of what you're going through. Regardless of your financial situation. Regardless of your health situation. You give thanks to God. And even if you see no answer in your life right now, and I'm sure some of you are like that right now, some of you are like, yes, yeah, Steve, that's easy to say, hard to do. Yeah, 100%. But you give thanks to God in advance for what He's able to do tomorrow. Because if we truly believe that God is who He says He is, 
and that God looks after his people and that God loves his people and that God will take care of his people, then you might not feel it today, but it will be there tomorrow. Amen? You've got to believe that. That's what Scripture says. If, you're, if you struggle to think, if you struggle to see what you should give thanks for, you just need some time to think. Because there is plenty. For six months, as I reflected on my life in my 30s, I said I, I just turned 40, so I'm excited about my 40s. But as I thought about my 30s, firstly, I was so thankful to God. You know, last week I shared with you the, the, the crazy story of how we had three kids and then we had four kids and then we had five kids. <sighs> I'm thankful that I learned my lesson at five. Thank you, God. <laughs> I'm so thankful. So thankful to God for everything that, that he had done in my life for bringing people into my life. Thankful to God for my, my wife, my kids. There's a few of them here today. Thankful to our church, our leaders, and our friends here. And so I'm thankful to God for that, for saving me from my sins, for sending his son Jesus to die on the cross for me. I'm thankful to God for that. But I actually wanted to conclude today by saying thank you to you, the church. And some of you, uh, we've been journeying for uh, many, many years. I think for some of us, Pastor James, and there's, a, there's the OG crew. It's like 17 years, right, being under my ministry and pastoral care. And I pray for you every day. <laughs> you know? And for some of you, you know, like some of you are like, I've never seen this guy before and I've been to church for like four months and I'm like, mm, cool. You know, like I look forward to getting to know you as well. And I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful for the opportunity to get to know you. And I am blessed. I am so blessed. I am so thankful to God for each and every one of you, for each role that you have played in my life, in my family and in the life of this church. And I take time to give thanks because it allows me to step back and remember how amazing our God is and how grateful I am to each and every one of you. As said, I could sit here and I could go one person at a time and I could give you easy paragraph pages of how, why I'm grateful to you and why I'm grateful to you. I am. I'm, I'm deeply, deeply grateful. And I just pray that we as a church, that we would live with the posture of gratitude. That no matter what we're going through individually or even collectively as a church, as a church, when we get together, regardless of what's happening in our church life, that we would never forget to acknowledge God and to start by giving thanks. Here's my confession. 
Being away for six months, I didn't think I would miss the church as much as I actually did. I'll be honest. I didn't think I'd miss you. That's my honest confession. But I did. And it wasn't just about coming to church together. It wasn't just about gathering on a Sunday. It was about the messages, the phone calls, the SOS phone calls as well. You know? No joke, right? I'm in London, right? And there's like a 12-hour difference, right? And I get a phone call like 8 o'clock in the morning, right? And I'm on holiday, so I'm not waking up before 9. And I get this phone call, and I get an SOS call. And I was like, you, how did you find me? (laughs) How did you find me? (laughs) And I sat on that call for an hour, you know, hosing down this fire. It was a pretty big fire, right? I'm not going to tell you what it was, but it was a pretty big fire. And at the end of it, easily, I could have been like, oh, my God, they found me. I've got to hide. I've got to go to a different country. Like, I I can't even go across the world, and they know where I am. But actually... I concluded that phone call giving thanks to God and giving thanks for this person. Because this person, not only just going through their own stuff, which all of us do, took a moment to reach out. We need each other. And the beginning is just to stay just to acknowledge each other and say thanks. So I pray that we would be that kind of a church. Let's close our eyes.